The pandemic has left a hole in a crucial fund the Army uses for supplies, for overtime, for a host of needs that are hard to predict from year to year. And it's a good-sized hole, too, maybe up to $900 million in its working capital fund, a fund the Army is hoping the Pentagon will help it replenish. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni joins me with What's Going On. And Scott, the Army and its working capital fund, which it says is depleted and is looking for almost a billion dollars somewhere from DOD. What happened there? That's right. This is one of those issues where a little bit of cash can go a lot a, a long way. The Army didn't ask for uh, any help with its working capital fund with the CARES Act, which is the COVID relief, relief bill. But the Navy and Air Force did. They asked for about half a billion dollars each and uh, have since really had a lot of uh, success with their working capital funds through the pandemic. The Army, on the other hand, said they didn't really think they needed a cash infusion for their working capital fund. And so they found that they had to use that fund to offset health and safety leave and then also the increased cost of overtime and people working longer hours. And they found that that was really depleted a lot faster than they realized. So now they're pulling some levers within DOD and the Army to really put in uh, 600 to $800 million by the end of this year is what they're expecting that, that they'll need. If you're not familiar with working capital funds, the military uses these funds to uh, buy uh, simple services, spare parts, fill in time for personnel, uh, traveling, that sort of thing. And it's supposed to just replenish itself because the components of these services buy from the working capital fund and it sort of replenishes the, the money that they have in there. Almost like a revolving account. Exactly. So the problem was they planned not adequately for what their demands would be because of the COVID. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they didn't ask for the money that they were supposed to, to ask for, uh, that they could have asked for. Um, now, if you compare that with the Navy, so they said that they've exceeded their production requirements for aircraft and components, uh, that they um, have added capabilities to their aircraft lines. And financially, they exceeded their revenue targets for 2020 and made positive contributions to their working capital fund. So, uh, you know, that little boost during the, the COVID-19 time, got them through the, the hump. Uh, the Army didn't ask for that help, and now it's uh, having to ask for it much later. And what is the reception a request like that might get in reality in the Pentagon? Yeah, you know, they the Army asked this and, and talked about this during a readiness uh, subcommittee hearing, and the lawmakers didn't really blink, so uh, I, don't, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't have much to say about it, but uh, we'll have to see how they find it within DOD from what the uh, – Army Lieutenant General Dwayne Gamble, who's the Deputy Chief of Staff for Logistics, said is that they're trying to find all of this internally. So it might be something, you know, savings with gas, savings with other things, telework. Um, you know, we'll have to see how they find these, this uh, nearly billion dollars. And turning more on to the Navy and the Marine Corps, they have an imperative started that you're calling or they're calling you're reporting the unmanned campaign plan. That sounds awfully dangerous because it could sound like the unplanned campaign man. But no, they mean unmanned campaign plan. What is that all about? Sounds like it has to do with drones. It does. And and what they're trying to do is really just make drones part of the service uh, much more than they already are. And what they said that it's imperative that they imply, em, employ these new and important strategies to win the future fight. They're realizing that near-peer competition is not going to go away and unmanned concepts allow them to uh, really rewrite traditional warfare, make it uh, something where they can use unmanned systems in a way that they didn't use them in the past, or they used manned systems 
in the past and will now use man systems for those sorts of issues. What it does is this plan comes with certain points of actions that empowers leaders to push for more drone integration, calls for budgets that bring in unmanned systems across the force, alignment of strategic authorities and priorities through studies and exercises and experiments to make sure that they're integrated in correct ways, and then bringing in personnel that will help field and sustain those autonomous operations and address the policies and laws that might hinder the operations that the drones um, you know, would, would use. The Marine Corps right now and the Army are using drones to collect intelligence, um, but what they want to do is use it in other ways as well. Uh, there's swarming techniques that they may use. They've talked about the sea train, uh, which would be a long train of unmanned vehicles that can just sort of make things happen faster and be used as a supply route. While they have pointed out a few ways that they can make this work for them and make it hopefully expand their uh, their services, the Senate Armed Services Committee on Sea Power and Projection Forces isn't exactly sold on the topic. We heard from Representative Elaine Luria. Uh, she said that the plan fell short on details. She said it was full of platitudes a little bit. But the Navy's still pushing for this, and um, it's it's a pretty large plan. It's about 40 pages long, but we're going to have to see how they decide to implement it. Uh, and it may be, you know, part of their 355-ship Navy is, is having these unmanned uh, ships on as well. Sure. And uh, you mentioned the plan talks about ocean of things, sensors and buoys that talk to one another, this kind of thing, networking the ocean almost with ways to spy and keep track of adversaries. That's right. And, you know, that's that goes within to the, the 5G that they're trying to create as well, where we have this Internet of things. It's almost similar to what we do in space, how we have satellites constantly looking around and checking things out, uh, monitoring different asteroids or space junk, things like that. These ocean of things sort of situations would do the exact same thing by looking and cataloging mines, submarine ships, and everything else in between, especially now that things can get much smaller when it comes to drones. You don't have to fit a human being in there, so you can have a much more dangerous weapon system in a smaller package, which in a big sea is hard to find sometimes. And a quick question before we let you go, Scott. What's the latest on vaccinating service members now that everybody else in the world seems to be getting their shots? Right. Well, you know, it's still something that's going on right now. Uh, The military still cannot mandate that someone in the military has to get their shot. That's really the biggest issue that the Defense Department is, is running after right now is that they're trying to win over service members. The Blue Star Families has recently had some town halls with Dr. Fauci and high-profile military officials. But we've seen about a third of military service members, families, and, and others declining to get this vaccine. And that's mostly because they're afraid of the possible side effects of, they say it hasn't really been vetted that much. This vaccine happened in very quick order. So, you know, that's sort of the biggest issue. But you also have to remember that the military is some of the fittest people, and uh, they'll probably be okay if they do get COVID-19. That doesn't mean that it won't uh, stop the spread, though, and that's one of the bigger issues. Federal News Network Scott Mascioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his DOD Reporter's Notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. And be sure to sign up for the Federal News Network's DOD Cloud Exchange. It runs this morning until noon and tomorrow and Thursday from 8 to noon. Hear the strategies of cloud veterans from the Army, Navy, and Defense Information Systems Agency, plus many from industry. Find it all at federalnewsnetwork.com. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.